Welcome to Why Not Wednesday. I'm Carrie Wilds. I am a wedding photographer in the Tampa Bay area, and I started doing a Facebook Live where we just interview and get to know all the amazing people in Tampa Bay that do weddings and events. So I decided to make it a podcast. So we, each episode has a interesting topic and kind of inside information for both couples and other wedding vendors as well. So I hope you enjoy and thanks for listening. to episode two of Why Not Wednesday. That actually became the official name because everyone voted Did the hashtag. for that. Yeah, hashtag Why Not Wednesday, Why Not Wednesday okay. where we talk about the inside buzz from really cool people on weddings. So actually, shout out to Stacey Mandicas because she told me I should use buzz because we're talking about wine also in oh. weddings. <laughs> Smart, Stacey. Yes, yes. <laughs> So we have, our guest today is Andy from Andy Diamond Photography, one of my favorite people and best friends here in Tampa. And before we get started, I am going to talk a little bit about our fancy wine partner that we have. Cheers. <laughs> we have that. One of my other friends told me that our wine glasses were too big last week, so we have these ones. Is there such thing <laughs> as too big wine glasses? I know, right? But these ones are good. So, um... We have, I have, I want to show you guys, um, One Hope Wine. Susan Hausler is a CEO of, oh yeah, turn Time to take my kid to swimming. <laughs> Whoopsie! We're on Facebook Live, so that's what happens. So, um, our, so our wine partner is One Hope Wine, and I actually really didn't know much about what they did, but it's a really amazing, um, wine company in California and they actually give back for each type of wine um, that you purchase. So like for example, this is a Savion Blanc and um, this bottle helps plant a tree to save our environment. So there's different colored dots and things on all the different bottles of wine they have. Here's a, a Merlot also. This one um, helps fund life-changing medicine for children and global disease. So a couple different examples. Um, I put a link in um, this video live video post so that if you want to go and check out um, there's a really cool special that is going on it's like 50% off so if you click on the link and you order wine not only does it give back but you get like 50% off of um, their mystery deal for March so shout out to One Hope Wine <laughs> and I think it's a good um, product too that you could use for like table wine at your reception I think you may even be able to customize yeah. Like labels or well, something. Well, they, they have sparkly um, bottles and bridesmaids gifts and something mm -hmm. like that. So Susan, we'll have Susan on as one of our guests to give us some um, ideas of how you can use One Hope Wine in gift giving and in events and things like that. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. So let's get started with Andy here. And you might think it's interesting because Andy's actually also a photographer as well. And so that might be kind of weird because I know sometimes people are like, oh, you don't want to be friends with like other people in your industry competition. or competition or like promote anybody else. But honestly, like I love being friends with other photographers that are like-minded, that know business because really we talk all the time, pretty much every day. Every day. day. <laughs> every every day. day. <laughs> um, and we bounce ideas off each other 
and um, help each other out. You know, like if we have questions about, you know, different circumstances or whatever, like, you know, we have somebody to talk about that with, um, as well as, you know, just kind of learning from each other as well. So I think having friends in the industry that do the same thing as you is really Huge. important because it also helps to push you forward and, you know, helps you achieve more goals than you actually would. Agree. Um, and also. I think entrepreneurship can be a little bit of a lonely world. You know, yeah. so I think having friends with a similar mindset and similar goals really can help you to, like you said, push yourself forward and just reach for your goals and achieve them and um, just work through different issues that come up because as much as we'd like to think that everything that we do is great and perfect, we make mistakes and so it's nice to be able to have friends to bounce ideas off of and, you know, call us out if we're lacking in something and, and just to help celebrate our successes as yeah. well. Yeah. And also refer work to yeah. each other. We refer each other. If we're, if I'm booked, I refer Andy. If she's booked, she's refer, mm -hmm. she refers me. And it's because I know that she's going to take just as great care of people as I would if I refer people to her. So it just works. It's like a win-win situation. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. So Andy, we actually have a really interesting story about how we met which is through my husband, which is actually funny. So do you want to tell that? Sure. <laughs> so we were trying to figure out when it was, but I think it was about seven years ago. Amber, my bride, if you happen to be listening to this, you can, you can. I was photographing the wedding of Amber and David and Carrie's David was officiating. And when I got to the wedding, I introduced myself to him and he said, oh, my wife is a wedding photographer. And I thought, sure she is, it's everybody. <laughs> Um, but then he told me her name and I was like, oh, you know what? I actually have heard of her. And I was like, you know, this gives me a perfect opportunity to reach out and say hello and extend the olive branch so that we can become friends. And, and like right away we just hit it off and have pretty much talked every day since. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe it's like before you had two kids is when we met. Yeah. And, um, I remember and you had zero. Yeah. I had zero. I had zero kids at the time. So this was years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, but I remember we had coffee at the Starbucks in Seminole Heights and we just yes. like, talked. I probably had hot chocolate. You probably did. Cause you don't drink chocolate. Chocolate. actually, I might've had, I probably had chai back then cause I didn't like coffee. <laughs> now I like coffee because I have kids. So I need caffeine more. Um, but I remember like we talked for like two and a half hours and we were like, We've been like best friends ever since. <laughs> oh, I love it. So tell us a little bit, because I want people to get to know you. Tell us a little bit about where you're from and your family. Okay, so I grew up in Pembroke Pines in Cooper City, which is just west of Fort Lauderdale. And then I went to the University of Florida, Go Gators. In David would Gainesville, not like that. I know. David would not allow that in my house, but and, he's not uh, here, so... <laughs> Um, and I actually went to graduate school at the University of South Florida while I was working. I used to be a child life specialist. I worked in pediatrics at University Community Hospital, which is now Florida Hospital, and then at Shriners Hospital. Which, you know, it's funny. Lindsay from Burlap to Lace that I had on last week, she recognized you because she used to work there. What did she do? I don't know. You have to ask her. But I was Lindsay, what did she that. do? <laughs> she used to, yeah. She was a nurse, actually. Oh, okay. So she said she recognized you. Oh, that's so funny. I think you guys know each other. We probably do. <laughs> um, so I worked at Shriners, and photography was just always something I did for myself for fun, honestly. I was always the one growing up who had a little pink click-click camera back in the days of film. 
Um, and whenever my gymnastics team would travel, I'd be the one taking pictures and making little collages to bring back to the gym. And um, I just, I loved photography and it was never something that I even thought for a minute would be my career. Um, but after my son was born, who's now 11, I went back to work at the hospital and it just, my heart wasn't in it anymore. And then I would look at my paycheck and look at how much I was paying a babysitter and my heart definitely wasn't in it. And I thought, you know, there, uh, there's another passion that I have on the side. And I feel like if I really hone in, not only on my artistic skills, but my business skills, I can really turn this into something. And so when I first quit the hospital um, and I was at home trying to figure out how I could turn this into some sort of business. My husband is a builder and at the time the housing industry was still doing really well. And then of course the big crash happened and everything went into the toilet and I very quickly had to figure out how to make Andy Diamond Photography a viable business, not just something fun that I did on the side. Um, so that's kind of how it happened. And, and for many months, I was up until two and three and four o'clock in the morning, racking my brain, trying to figure out how to do things. And I think it really wasn't until I reached out and started connecting with other people that people were able to help me. And then I was able to, in turn, as I started learning, help other people as well. Mm -hmm. So God willing, knock on wood, I'll never go back to working for the man ever again because I love what I do. I love my couples. I love the flexibility and autonomy. I love the creativity. And I just truly enjoy being an entrepreneur and working for myself and not having to have the typical nine to five grind. Although, um, I think it's been said that entrepreneurs are the only people who give up a 40 hour a week job to work a 50 or 60 or, or more, more. Or, more. <laughs> or more hour a week job, but I still would never, again, go back to working for the man. Yeah. So what do you think in your business, like what do you think was your like aha moment where you knew I can do this, like I can make a living doing what I love and, you know, providing these amazing images for clients, but also be able to, you know, provide for your family mm -hmm. and go on vacation and live like a normal life where it actually is a career versus just like something fun. Well, I think, you know, just personally to share a little bit, um, doing it the way I was doing it in the beginning for probably the first year or so and staying up every night until all hours, ridiculous hours of the night and kind of missing out on what was happening with my family. Um, that really, and at first I thought, oh, you know, my husband's just not being supportive. He doesn't understand. I have to work these crazy hours to get all this stuff done. And, and really it was just that I was missing time with my family and I was, working myself like a dog, but not getting any better because I wasn't, I wasn't setting parameters and limitations for myself. So once I would say after that first year, when I really decided, okay, I run my business, I need to decide how I want to brand my business, how I want to do things for my clients and what kind of experience I want to provide for my clients. And then once I, once I figured the track that I would need to take in order to make that happen, things started falling into place. And it didn't happen, as you know, it doesn't happen overnight. Right, right. And it's not mm -hmm. easy because you really have to make some hard decisions. And, and some of the clients who maybe you had in the beginning who were used to you doing it one way, now that you've decided this is the way that's best for me and my business and my family, may not fit the needs of clients who you had early on. So it's, it's a little bumpy trying yeah. to figure out like, how do I want to do this so that it best suits my needs and my family. 
And once I figured that out, it was like this weight had been lifted off of my shoulders. And then I, I knew like the path was so much more clear right. and I knew what I wanted to do and what I had to do in order to get there. Yeah. Well, I think too, like, cause you're, this is your 10th year. Mm -hmm. So we're both 10 years in business this year, randomly. Mm -hmm. But I think that that never changes. Like you're constantly, I know I'm constantly trying to think of like new and better ways I can do things and things that are better, you know, for our clients and increasing your photography skills and things like that. So, you know, I know sometimes you think, you know, at the beginning you're like, Ooh, once I get to a certain point, this will be this easy. Is it. I've made it, but it's never, it's never. no, <laughs> it's, but it's, it's so rewarding. And so I think, you know, something that is unique that not many people actually get to do. So I think it's a really, really cool industry that we're in. I saw something recently too in a forum that I belong to, in a professional photography forum that I belong to. And, and somebody was talking about somebody who they know who was a physician and left his career as a physician to now work as a photographer. And the person was like, I have no idea why somebody would do that. And so I chimed in and I'm like, well, I, I wasn't a physician, but I was a child life specialist. And so I worked in healthcare and I worked in healthcare for 10 years. And like I said, I'll never go back to working for the man ever again, because I think as an entrepreneur and so many people in our wedding industry can attest to this, while you probably do work so much harder and so much longer, just the personal fulfillment that you get. And, and from a financial aspect that there is no cap on what it is that you can make because your company says this is all you can make. It's as much as you're willing to work and as hard as you're willing to push yourself. Yeah, definitely. And I think too, like one of the biggest benefits of it is, you know, being a parent and like having kids. I heard, I love this quote that I heard. I don't even know who said it, but it was um, someone who said, when you get to the end of your life, you're never going to say, I wish I would have spent more time with my kids or I wish I would have gotten to... No, you're never going to say, I wish I would have spent more time at work. Yeah. Well, yeah. same thing. Yeah. yeah. So you're never going to say, you're never going to, or you're never going to say, I wish, you know, I wish I wouldn't have spent so much time with right, my kids, right. things like that. So, you know, I think the time factor, um, is by far like everybody's most valuable thing Absolutely. and you just like learn that as time goes on. Um, tell us about your kids a little bit cause they're so fun. And okay. Well, I'll show you a picture. And I actually recently had a family portrait session with some other photographer friends of mine, the Conroys. Which are Abby and Corey are awesome. Wonderful. How photographers are wonderful friends. So my babies are Ethan, who is seven, and Emery, who is six. And I've been trying to get better about practicing what I preach and getting portraits created of my own family because we're busy and... I don't get my hair done enough. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. So well, I know how it goes. And if you saw the picture that I posted um, for this specific one, it was Andy and I with Ooh. baby ducks because we, it's an annual thing now yep. to go to our friend Janine's studio, um, Cloud9 Studio. So shout out to her as well because um, she does these mini duck sessions and they're like... With real ducks. Yeah, and she She's has so, so much patience. Like she, I could never do what she does with all these little kids. My one-year-olds were so bad <laughs> the first time that we went and did it. <laughs> I know. And now they're actually like really good because they're four. Um, but now they're older, so it's right. easier. But that's kind of like an annual tradition. Yeah. So, so again, like, you know, she's a portrait photographer, um, and we go see her because we're friends with her as well. So I think that's, you know, it's just really, we just have a really nice group of people Community. that is so talented here. And so 
part of, that's part of the reason why I even wanted to do these types of um, fun Facebook lives is for y'all to get to know everybody. Um, so let's shift gears a little bit because I also always want these to have kind of an element of information for couples that you don't get to hear anywhere else. Um, you know, whatever type of, you know, photography, wedding planning, whatever. So I kind of want to talk about in terms of photography and what we do as wedding photographers, what are some of the things that you and we do as photographers that are just things that we do, we don't really think about, but as couples are planning their wedding, they don't necessarily know, you know, all of the things that we coordinate as photographers on their wedding day, like professional photographers, you know, we've done this a million times. So like, there's a lot of moving parts that we do that people don't really know and wouldn't know unless we, you know, talk about them. So besides, well, so kind of two parts to your question. One part in terms of the things that we do as photographers and, and probably any business owner does is that our clients see the craft side of what we do, right? So we create their, their imagery and then we create their finished artwork pieces. But all the other stuff that goes into just capturing a client is extremely time consuming, right? So, mm -hmm. so having meetings, building relationships with wedding coordinators and venues and other wedding professionals so that they can know you and trust you and like you so that you can earn their business and earn their referrals. Um, PR and marketing and bookkeeping and blogging and newsletter and social media management and so many other things that go into your average day. So for me, there may be a day where I don't necessarily have a, a portrait session or an engagement session at all, but my entire day is still full of work, be it designing albums or editing or like I said, public relations or marketing or networking. Um, there's so much that goes into making my business successful and photography is actually just one of the small pieces of the pie. And then in terms on wedding day, all the different things that are going on kind of behind the scenes besides obviously photographing my couple and making them feel comfortable and making their family feel comfortable. So leading up to the day, I try to spend a lot of time getting to know my couple so that way they feel very comfortable with me. They feel at ease with me and they, they like me as a person because I always tell them I'm, especially my bride, I tell her I'm with you on wedding day more than he's with you on wedding day. It's and true. It's you see, true. Because we see them like before they get dressed right. with the bridesmaids, you know, while they're getting out. your dress on. Yeah. There's and some counseling that goes into it. Yeah, I mean, I'm like part-time <laughs> photographer, part-time PhD psychologist. <laughs> Um, which is fine. Like, which I, is fine. I love awesome. it. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I love that I have that level of trust with my couples and that they want to share these things with me. I mean, we know about, you know, obviously divorces and people who've passed away and family dynamics and, and all the things that could cause major stressors in, in a bride or groom's day. And part of our job is kind of psychologically managing that and crowd control managing the schedule even if you do have a wedding coordinator so much of the flow of the day falls on your photographer because it's up to us to know okay now you need to get into your dress we need to be wrapping up with hair and makeup it's time that we get the bridesmaids over here it's time for bridal portraits here and we want your day to seem very seamless and to flow very easily but there's still so much 
semantics that are going on in the background so that we can get you where you need to be in a nice way, but knowing that we have to keep you on schedule because you've got 50, 100, 250 people waiting to see you walk down the aisle. Yeah, and you also have, you know, if you're a little bit, like if you take too long during cocktail hour to do pictures, that means like that That's puts the me. caterer behind, right. which puts all the food behind, which puts the entire reception behind. So, and there was also like, you know, on the day of, um, it's really a team effort. Totally. So like, I know we have like tied a hundred chair ties. <laughs> because or putting like, on boot mirrors and, and getting a bride yeah. up into her dress and tying, you know, and just being a part of the team and realizing, okay, I'm not a florist, but if you tell me what I can do to help get things moving, I'm not going to, nor would you ever say, that's not really my job. Yeah. And that's not what it's about. It's about making that day as amazing for the couple as you possibly can. And if they want, you know, if you're getting married in Florida, odds are you probably love sunset. So, okay, well, I know on your wedding day, sunset's at 634, so I need to have you here at 628 in yeah. order to get sunset pictures. Which, thankfully, we are not on the East Coast where it's sunrise. Like, can you imagine if you had to do And like I did just hear stuff? that we were potentially getting rid of... Um, Daylight savings. Yes. I heard that. I'm so excited. Which would be... So, would that make it stay at what it is now or what it's going to be when the time what changes What it's going to be weekend? when the time changes. And so, it'll be lighter out longer. So, instead of it getting dark at 5.30, it would which I can't like stand. Because yeah. your kids want to be outside playing. Yeah. it'll always, Although, it'll be... So, it'll be... After this weekend, I think it'll be 7.30. Yeah, and then in the, the summer changes. it'll be close to eight thirty. Yeah, which I think like even just for like the timing alone, that's something that um, you know as a photographer we're always cognizant of what the time is. So like for that's sure. the first thing that I always look at is like what time is the ceremony and what time is the sunset because I think in general really you know the what we're thinking of and kind of all these different like tasks and things that we're describing really go into how much you know we as photographers care about preserving the couple's day and their memories and it you know it's all these people in one place at one time that aren't which never ever happens yeah ever again so i think you know for me like i want to make sure that you know we are doing everything we possibly can to capture all of those amazing things because those people aren't going to be here forever so yeah. i mean if you think back to your own wedding like i think it back to my own wedding and sadly you know some of our most cherished family members who were at our wedding aren't with us anymore mm -hmm. but I have those memories preserved for forever in my wedding album yeah you know exactly that's how we are too like my mom's sister and then my husband's dad's sister have both passed they passed like pretty like maybe a year or two after our wedding so we have pictures of them you know in the family pictures and getting ready and mm -hmm. things like that so it's like those kind of things that when it's, you know, you're thinking about planning a wedding, it's just so busy. You don't really realize, you know, and think about like after the fact, like what do you want to have to remember that by and all those people. And it's not just pictures of like an event. It's actually the allows you to so. connect with, you know, you connect your kids and your grandkids to these people that are part of your family. So I should have, I didn't even think about doing this, but we have... An amazing picture of Pete's grandparents on their wedding day, oh. and it's black and well, it's not even black and white. It's like that kind of sepia, yeah, you know, like the and antique it's, looking. Mm -hmm. And his grandmother made her own wedding dress, and it's such a cool picture. I've got it framed in our guest room, 
and you know his grandfather has like a top hat on and everything and it's so it's fancy. just so cool to be able to look at that and you know kind of bring you to that timepiece mm-hmm. and and that's part of our job as historians really is to be able to create these memories for our clients that they'll be able to cherish forever and then pass on to their kids and their grandkids yeah I love grandparents they're like my favorite I know (laughs) even if they're like even if they're like really old and mean it doesn't even matter because everyone's like oh they're grandparents so they can do whatever they want but I love it I love photographing especially because with them like you can't really pose them or anything like that. They, they just do what they want. want. Yeah, they just kind of do what they're going to do. But, I, like, those people, like, I just love capturing. They're the matriarchs and patriarchs yeah. of the family. Yeah, and I love when couples have, like, a table and they're, they show, like, pictures of their relatives. Everybody. Yeah, like, grandparents and parents and things like that, their weddings, because it's just so cool to see, like, what that looked like. Because you couldn't, you know, you can't be there. Mm-mm. So, I think it's, like, really important. Um, is there anything else you can think of random that like you do that's like one of those things that's like, oh, like I never would have thought of that or like people wouldn't know in terms of helping the day flow. Yeah. Like on the day of like, what are some, I'm trying to think well, of some of the things that I know beforehand, I try to reach out to the hair and makeup artists and to the DJ, especially if I've never worked with them before and let them know. Um, well, introduce myself and then just kind of let them know this is the time schedule that I've put together and that I've at that point already communicated with the wedding coordinator and let them know, um, you know, what else do you need for me to build into this day in terms of, you know, just their time for so that they can accomplish their job so that mm-hmm. we can build it in. So there's a lot of communication going on behind the scenes even leading up to the day of the wedding. Yeah, I think know? that's I think that's really important, especially um, with the DJ, because on the day of, you know, we, like photographers, you work with the DJ the entire time mm-hmm. and make sure that, like, you know, the flow of the reception goes well and everything gets photographed that's actually happening during the reception, all the, too. All the, like, key points of the reception. Yeah, whether there's an exit or not and all that kind of stuff. First so. dances, toasts, if there's... Anything culturally that's really special, you mm-hmm. know, something that they're doing that's out of the norm. Yeah, um, surprises. I actually, yeah, um, what were you going to say? No, <laughs> I had, so a wedding that we had this past weekend, um, you know, I think right now a lot of brides and grooms, it's like 50-50 if they do the garter and bouquet toss, really based on how many single friends you have. Like if mm-hmm. you have, you know, your 30-year-old single cousin and then a bunch of little like 10-year-old cousins, don't, don't do that. To your cousin, <laughs> definitely but, don't do that. Don't but do that. so the couple this weekend, it was so smart what they did, and I had never seen this done before. I was like, oh, that's brilliant. So what they did was rather than saying just the single people get on the dance floor, they said anybody who wants. So think about this, you guys. Anybody who wants to wish the couple luck, go to the dance floor for their oh. garter or bouquet, and whoever catches the garter or bouquet has one year of good luck. Oh, I so it wasn't that. just single people. So it was everybody there wow. came out to the dance floor. I was like, oh, I've never seen that done before, and it's such a simple thing. Yeah. But it got everybody out on the dance floor. I've never heard. I've never and seen that I. before either. Smart. Yes. That was Grant Heeman that did that. Oh, <laughs> do you remember which DJ it was? Yeah, it was. Um, Steal that idea. Yeah, people. I'm going to. I'm going to. Um, for sure, recommend that my brides and grooms do that if you don't have 
a lot of single people because then it doesn't make anybody feel awkward. So you have like young people, yeah, all the way through grandparents who are out there like trying to catch the bouquet or the garter, right. and it was fun as opposed to like weird. Yeah, <laughs> it's not weird. It's not a weird thing. It can be. It can be weird. It's it can like be said, weird if you've got Sometimes. the thirty-year-old cousin and then the little cousins, and she's like, "I hate you." <laughs> Why are you making me? It do can this? be weird a little bit. I saw there was another idea. I don't even remember whose idea it was. So whoever you might comment and say. But I did, a, I have done a few weddings where they've had the couple back to back. And the shoe thing? No, not that. I do like that. No, but back to back and then they have all the like single girls on one corner and all the guys in one corner and they throw the garden bouquet together. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, and that's kind of cool because it like fills out, you know, the dance floor that's and cute. things like that. So I thought that was like a fun. I like the shoe game. Yeah. It's have you guys like... ever seen the shoe game? Yeah. All five You're people probably... that are watching us right now. <laughs> people who will watch yes I'm sure. I believe that the shoe game is like really funny it's actually I mean I think we I can't remember but it was a thing back when we got married like 13 years really ago. yeah it's oh, been, no, it wasn't so really. maybe it's a midwestern thing maybe yeah I think it's really cute I think it's funny so the bride and groom sit back to back and they're the bride's holding one of her shoes and one of his shoes and then he's holding one of his shoes and one of her shoes and then the DJ or, or the the band asks funny questions and then the bride and the groom, as they're sitting back to back with each other, raise the shoe of the person who they think would answer that question. So like a, a silly question may be, who takes longer to get ready in the morning? And so then they both lift the shoe of whoever they think takes longer to get ready in the morning. And the questions get funnier and funnier. And I think it's cute. Yeah, I like it too. I'm not like a game person or like a kind of kitschy type of thing, but I think like, I do think that's like it's really cute. fun actually. Um, I'm trying to think what else. I think we kind of talked about it a little bit, um, but like in a short way, like I love um, that Simon Sinek book, Start With Why. Um, so tell me about that book. Yeah, you should read it. Yeah. Start With Why is really, really good. He has a really I like people book. I want to punch in the throat. Yeah. That's, that's a good book. I know. <laughs> She's actually bringing the author. She's coming to, to Tampa. Tampa. Mm -hmm. So April 12th, if you ever want, if you want to see. Um, Jen Man. Jen Man, people who I'd like to people punch in the throat. People I want to punch in the throat. It's yeah. hysterical. The books are so funny. And she's coming to the Orlo house to do a book signing. And you get a book and we're using it as a great excuse for a girl's night out. Um, Is and it only girls alone? No, I mean, brave, brave men. I doubt a lot of men would come, but any women out there who want to come and meet Jen Mann, author of People I Want to Punch in the Throat, and get her latest signed book, and she's going to be talking for a couple hours, just like little vignettes and funny stories. Yeah, it's, 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 really it'll fun. be a fun girls' night out. It's 25 bucks at the Orlo House. April 12th. Um, April 12th, Thursday night. Cocktails and hors d'oeuvres and a signed book. Yeah, so it's no perfect. No-brainer. It's perfect. So... Um, what I was actually going to ask you yes. is in a short way, describe like, I love hearing the why behind why people do what they do. So if you can, in like in a short mm. description, nothing I ever do is short. I know that's true. Cause you do like to talk. A I lot, do. Like I do. I do. We both do. Um, okay. So why I like to do what I do. I would say the biggest thing is I really, really just like connecting with people and, and my couples and my portrait clients as well. I like I really like getting to know people and just seeing how their story and their love evolves for each other and how they connect and communicate with their families. And then on the flip side of that, you know, outside of like the psychology side of it, I love creating artwork for my clients. So I love not only creating fun images, but then I love at the end of a wedding, handing them an album or a piece of wallet for their 
for their home so that they can look at it and cherish it. Like the session that I just did with my family, I can't wait to get my artwork in so that it's up on my walls. And, and you can see it. And I can not see like it. Locked on your computer right. or your phone. Or, right. You for know, forever. Kind of like stuff. portraits that we have from sessions that we did before my daughter was even born and it was just us with Ethan. Like those are still hanging on my wall. So, and I, and I, like as soon as I walk into the foyer of my house every day and I still love them. And so I think that's pretty neat to be able to create these pieces for my clients that evoke emotion in them. Mm-hmm, and then, you know, the selfish side of me when they're like, oh, I love it. You know, I, I kind of, you know, I get excited about the reaction that it gives them and that makes mm-hmm. me feel good about myself. Yeah. So that, that makes me happy to be able to create these images and then create, you know, like you have here on the table, finished pieces of artwork that I can then give to them that they'll be able to look at and make them so happy. Yeah. And it becomes, um, like, I know it's like whatever to say, but like a family heirloom. Of course. You know, that's the album that your kids and grandkids and everything are going to look at. We just had our 16 year, um, wedding anniversary. And so, you know, I, oh, I, I look at our album pretty frequently, but especially around the time of our anniversary and I'll Mm -hmm. look at it with our kids and you know, that it makes me so happy to be able to look at that and think of, just all the moments, ups and downs that we've had since then. Look at it and think, God, I've aged. <laughs> <laughs> Botox um, and running. Yes, that's yes. That's what yeah. I would say. Um, but, you know, it's... And I, I am honored that I'm able to be able to provide something like that for my clients so that they can hopefully look at it years from now. And think, oh gosh, you know, look at how happy we were. Look how young we were. Look how fit we were. Look how fun, look how fun that was. No, definitely. And you're right, that was not short. <laughs> I told you. It never is. Um, so I kind of, I always like to ask a random question at the very end. Um, and I always want to do a different one so that, like, I can kind of chime in on it too. Okay. Just because it's fun. So what is, what do I have in here? What is mm. the coolest place you have ever visited and why so before our kids were born now we go to disney <gasps> oh man i know <laughs> sorry adrian and matt my couple who just got married last <gasps> weekend who are disney obsessed oh yeah um, it is fun but it's awesome um so before our kids were born my mom worked for this cruise line called silver sea and we got to go with her on a couple of trips and it was a it's a smaller ship as opposed to like the like Carnival or Royal Caribbean. So as opposed to 3,000 people, it fits about 300 people. And so because of that, it can go into a lot of smaller ports. So we went with my mom actually twice on two different cruises that went to the Mediterranean. And the first one went to Italy, Turkey, and Greece. And it was a two-week-long trip. And it was, oh my gosh, it was so amazing. Um, And then the next trip we went on went to Portugal, Spain, and France. And so that was was the first time I had ever been to um, Europe. And so being able to do that just really spurred in me a love of um, history, which I never paid attention to history in high school. It was so boring. No, I Learning it in a book just is, I mean, it just didn't do it for me. But actually being there and seeing the ruins and seeing, you know, the Colosseum and, and seeing these things that you've read about, but you actually get to experience it. And my husband, like I said, is an architect, so he, I mean, he, of course, has always appreciated and, and understood architecture and 
when he graduated from college, he went backpacking throughout Europe for like six weeks and slept in hostels and on park benches. And I was like, oh, park benches. This girl ain't doing <laughs> <laughs> oh, We haven't done that anymore. No, no, no. Um, but it gave me an appreciation for sure of, of history and culture. And mm -hmm. I, we're trying to figure out if we can plan potentially this summer a trip to Japan because he's got oh. a college roommate who lives there. And so we're trying to see if we can make it happen that we go to Japan. Oh, but I would, awesome. I mean, I just love to travel, but going to those European countries, um, Turkey, which I never thought I would have wanted to have gone to Turkey, was absolutely gorgeous. We were in Greece two weeks before the Olympics were in Athens. Oh, and it was wow. so cool just to see that city preparing for an Olympic game. Yeah. That was pretty cool. No, that's that's awesome. That's like one of those things too, like when once you start and are able to do something like that, it just love opens it. up the world to kind of other things. I was thinking of like where we've been, I've actually we've had, had a lot that, of yeah, I've gone a lot of places. Um, but one of the most interesting was actually, um, we did a Mediterranean cruise and it was, um, we were in Barcelona for, we love stayed there Barcelona. for like five days and then it went around Barcelona. So like Spain, Italy, um, and France, but then so the whole reason we took it is because it actually made a stop in Tunis in Tunisia, in North Africa, um, which was really interesting. You can't even go there anymore because it's very unsafe. But back then, it was, um, it's Arabic. So everything, you feel like you're in the Middle East, but it's like, it was very safe and like. I was say, it wasn't scary. No, it wasn't scary, like very cool. Um, but also on that trip, we actually took the cruise line that's, um, it was the, is the ship, the Costa Concordia, mm. which, if it sounds familiar, it actually sank the next year. <laughs> oh, very safe. <laughs> so we were on that cruise ship, thankfully the year before it sank, but um, that that specific stop was just really fascinating because there was this area that was a fishing village and it looked like you were in Greece um, because it was all white buildings with blue so, roofs, but everything oh, was in Arabic, that. like it was so, so interesting. So that was kind of our, just like that popped into my mind is like one of the most um, interesting places that we and have went somewhere too. recently, this past summer. Where'd I go? When you did the wedding. Oh, where'd I go? To um, um Spanish, um, Cuba. <laughs> Cuba, you went to Cuba. Oh yeah, Cuba, that was last year, that was last year. I was yeah. thinking this year, wait, what month are we in? March. Yeah, Cuba, last year I went to Cuba and that was really, that was really fascinating. All the old cars and stuff as well. It was really cool. Yeah, I love that place. That threw me off because I was like, this year? Mm -hmm. I thought I said last summer. Yeah. Was last summer? Yeah, February. <laughs> so that's when I was. Have some more wine. I know. We're almost done. <laughs> we are almost done with our wine. Um, but I wanted to also have you say like what your social media is if people okay. want to look up um, your work in Andy Diamond Photography. Where can they find you? Sure. So um, I'm Andy like a boy, but with an I. So it's A N D I. <laughs> What's your real name? It's Andrea. Yeah. But only my mother calls me that when she's mad at me. It's not Andrea or Adria or Andrea, it's Andrea. Just, it's Andrea, but you can call me Andy. I don't think I've ever called you Andrea. No, ever. only my mother does when she's mad at me. Yeah, that's a good she's reason. frequent. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, and she's on Facebook now, so she'll watch this and be like, Andrea Lynn, I never do that. Yeah, so please, please comment. Eileen? Eileen, comment on here, because it was she really funny. She won't know how to do that. <laughs> You don't know how to do that. Um, okay, so it's Andy with an I, Andy Diamond Photography, and it's just andydiamond.com, and Facebook is just Andy Diamond Photography, or Instagram is 
I think it's Andy Diamond 1 for some reason. Well, look it up. Yeah, look it up. I don't even know how to tell. On your Instagram? Yeah. Where's your profile? Hmm. Right oh, don't tell me who won The Bachelor. Oh, I won't tell don't you. Don't tell me. Yours is just Andy Diamond. Okay, yeah, just so Andy on Diamond. Instagram, just Andy Diamond. Um, and our next um, Why Not Wednesday is going to be next Wednesday. And we, I'm going to have Monique Turley on. And she owns Shutterbooth Tampa. And she actually does a lot of other really interesting things as well. So we're going to talk about um, how she, she's, she's probably been a business just as long as me, if not longer, but she has really reinvented and, and kept up with keeping her business super relevant and on task. So we're going to talk about that and all the cool things that they have um, going on with Shutterbooth. So that'll be next Wednesday. Um, and thank and you to Andy. Yes, there will be more wine. Cheers. <laughs> um, thank you, Andy, for joining us today. And thanks for having me. Yeah, it was really fun. It was fun. I have a new remote. But it's not really working that well. I don't know why. I have to figure it out. So I am going to like go and push the stop button as usual. But next week maybe I'll have I'll more. I'll wait. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you guys for watching and check out One Hope Wine and Andy Diamond Photography. Thank y'all. Have a good wine day Wednesday.